Handshakes, hugs, I'm spreading nothing but love. Every day we wake is a blessing, so let's minimize our stressing. Welcome back to the Jones.com podcast. It is the last, last episode of the year. And even though we're only five episodes in, so um, next year, let's hope we could strive. Uh, I'm looking forward to having guests, like a lot of guests. I keep saying that, but like, it's going to come in time, in due time. So, yeah. Today, I am playing NBA Live. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I'm going to talk about the WNBA for a little bit because I'm playing with WNBA players. So, yeah. That's not possible on 2K. I really wish it was. Um, But first, before we get into anything, let's start with our shout-outs. Uh, we're going to shout-out. Blank Canvas, she's dope. Uh, go check out her YouTube page. Go, uh, go check out Mir M Y R on all streaming services. His debut album is out, so go check that out. And we have uh, Black Cherub or Cherub. I don't know. I don't know. I'm bad with words. I'm tired. I just got off work. It's late. So yeah, he just dropped a new song and. I think that's about it. That's all I have in my notes for shout outs. Just go check the description. All links will be in the description to uh, where you can find everything I'm talking about. So yeah. But starting off, we have, I'm playing NBA Live, right? I recently purchased this game and I'm upset about it. I'm not mad that I bought it. It's something to play, but I don't, I, first of all, I'm, I don't, I'm definitely not going to play this the entire episode, but it, I, I purchased it for $10, and here's the thing. NBA Live has been pretty bad since like 2010, 2011, so when Live 18 dropped, it had so much potential. Like I saw everything that this game could be. They just need a little bit more freedom of movement, better defense. Uh, I think a better way to determine if our layups, a better layup system, really. You know, just a few things better. And I could, this game is really playable. I really love the court design. It's, the courts are really beautiful and everything. I don't know. It was, I thought it was just a great game. Like uh, a game on the up and up, all right? A game that was up and coming. Which is funny that EA keeps making these things. We really just want to skate for. But anyways, that's besides the point. So, when NBA Live 19 came out and I played the demo, and I was like, this is really the same exact game that I've been playing before. Like, literally the same exact game. Like, they, I feel like they made zero changes. I, well... I think they changed the controls a little bit, the dribbling controls, but that's that's about it. Like I don't feel like they changed anything. What they did add is more events. Like people, I see that they put no time into the play now feature, where that I don't think they realize where that's a that's still a big crowd in the world. People who only play games of five on five with actual NBA teams. I'm one of those type of people. I like the my player, play, create your own player and play through fantasy worlds and act like you're in the NBA or whatever. I like that. 
it's it's cool, but it's not the entire game. Like I don't feel like that part is where your talent shows. I think your talent shows in the five on five aspect. So what ended up happening was, yeah, they didn't touch the five on five part, but there's a lot of new things. Like for example, you can now cre you can now create a, a girl. So if you want to go to the WNBA with your player, you can do that. If um, I think they added more celebrities, I think the you could play. I think you can get the Migos on your team. You can get. I think Lil Yachty was in here. Uh, I, who else? Oh, those those basketball twins. I can't think of the names right. Dakota and Dylan Gonzalez, the Gonzalez twins. Yeah, them. They were in the game for a minute. Just. It was just a lot of celebrities they would add and a lot of YouTubers as well. And so that would, I think that keeps people in it. They have authentic clothing as in the Bape brand. They have Pink Dolphin, Nike. And I mean, 2K has Nike, but it's just, it's just generic. Like live seem like they put actual, they got actual lines from Nike, that stuff that you actually see in Foot Locker versus the stuff that you see on 2K. And I feel like that's dope. Live has better shoes, better colorways. I just think that's what Live does great. Now, Live got a big baller brand. That'd be dope, too. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Lonzo. He uh, went crazy tonight. He on my fantasy team. So, yeah, big baller brand, always. But that's that's, that's just my problem with Live. Like, it, it's just... I don't want to say it's worse than last year, but it just playing playing the same game just gets stale real quick, really really quick. But I decided to play with the woman because I wanted to talk about the WNBA and their lockout going on. And well, it's not it's not it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen because they didn't agree to the to renew their collective bargaining agreement which is normally the thing that keeps all leagues running the agreement between players and owners that about normally it's about finances and rights and rules and regulations and whatnot. So yeah. So when it comes to the WNBA, they didn't resign because they want a new, do they want a new, a new deal? Yeah. Yeah. New deal. Um, Curly, their current deal, they get 10% of revenue, I believe. 10% of revenue. And they're not happy about that. Which I could understand because their pay is quite low for an athlete. Their pay is really low for athletes, honestly. But the thing is, the problem with the WNBA is... They want not even the, yeah they want to be paid like the men or like even like a percentage of what the men get but they rather their their argument is they want the same percent of revenue that the men get and so the problem with that is the men actually have like a ridiculous amount of revenue uh, I wish I looked it up I can look it up right now. 
yeah, the men are getting a greater revenue than the women are. And that's the problem. Like, the women aren't really making any money. Like, like the league itself, NBA revenue for 2017. The NBA generated $7.4 billion for revenue last season. While the WNBA... You know what? They don't even release it, to be honest with you. It says one article, like each article is different. Like every time you search for the WNBA, it's always a different article. It's, uh, I've seen where it says WNBA teams are losing around 40 million a year. Okay, I found something that says this is Forbes. The WNBA revenues are at least fifty-two million. So now the men are making seven point four billion, while the woman made fifty-two million. All right. Now that's not profit; that's revenue. So it says most teams don't make a profit in the WNBA. The NBA gives the WNBA. An allowance so it can stay afloat every year. Now, I believe half of the money for the WNBA's profit came from, well, the revenue came from the TV deal with ESPN, I believe TNT. Have I seen a game on TNT? I don't know. I just think it's only on ESPN. And they don't even come on primetime ESPN. They come on ESPN too. So it's it's just it's just not a well respected league. It doesn't get many viewers. It doesn't get many people watching it. Uh, that's viewers. It doesn't mean people get many people coming to games. Is really what I'm trying to say. It, the jersey sales aren't there. the The fan base isn't there. It's hard for them to gain fans when the players aren't marketable. The players don't market themselves. The league doesn't really know how to market itself to gain followers. They don't know who their target base is because I don't like, is it for, are they targeting the LGBT community? Or are they targeting like everybody? I don't, I, like you really just don't know. There, it's been like times before that they've had these conversations. They don't really know what they're doing over there in the WNBA marketing team. Their Instagram does, I don't even think their Instagram has half a million followers. WNBA that is. Let me look. It's, it's, it's something sad. And I follow them because I'm a fan of it. I, I like a few of the players. Yeah, okay, yeah, they're, they're, the WNBA's page has 571,000 followers. That is very disappointing for a league, like an entire league. I don't think people realize that most NBA players, like star NBA players, have more followers than that. So there's entire players more popular than the, than the league. We don't even look for the top plays out of the WNBA. It's just 
it's just not an entertain. I don't want to say it's not an entertaining product. It's just not marketed right. I don't know. I feel like the biggest problem with the WNBA is that women themselves don't really support it. I feel like if more women supported the WNBA, they will have it will make a lot more money, definitely. And since they're not making the money that they, I don't want to say deserve, because uh, I don't want to use the word deserve, but they're not making as much, as much money as the men due to the revenue. I feel like if women came to the game, they would they would make that revenue or something close to it, like. The max contract for a WNBA player is a uh, hundred thousand. So the best WNBA player is making a hundred thousand a year. Not the average, the best. The average NBA player makes about two million dollars a year, and that's that was like years ago. I don't. It, it's probably raised up since then, since uh, contracts are getting bigger and bigger in the NBA, while they're not even moving in the WNBA. And that, I think that's another one of their issues. So. Uh, once I feel like once this collective bargaining agreement starts taking place, once they start talking about uh, numbers and what's really going on in the league, I don't feel like the woman will either get anything near a raise. To be honest with you, I think <laughs> I think what they're looking for is the minimum. For a minimum contract to be a hundred thousand, I think like a maximum to at least be two hundred. But I don't know. I don't think we can get to that point. I think the star players in the WNBA need to do a better job at like being active because I don't know. I just feel like NBA players are so accessible. Like we know who they are. We see on their Instagrams, everything, like their Instagram accounts, their Twitter accounts are active. We just know who they are as players, as people. They they show their family a lot. We just see it any and everywhere. Bleacher Report posted, all these other sports accounts, ESPN and whatnot posted. But when it comes to the WNBA, we don't see that love anywhere. Like, I doubt any of you can tell me who won the WNBA championship this year, let alone MVP. You get what I'm saying? So, I I don't even think any of you know that there was a women's FIBA tournament this year and the woman won, like the USA woman won gold. Like, that's how little that they market. Like, that's how bad the marketing is for this, this league and these players. So, I feel like these players have to do a better job. I don't even think any of the players have a signature shoe. And I can't really blame that on the woman themselves. Maybe it comes to uh, what Nike and Adidas are doing. But I think Maya Moore has became the closest to it. She signed with Jordan, and she's had her own colorway multiple times with Jordan. Like uh, I wouldn't say it's a signature shoe. It's a signature colorway of the latest shoe. And it wasn't even really... I don't know. All of them won't even release to the masses. So, like Maya, like Maya Moore is dope, uh, and like I think she has a following. But it, I don't even think that following is majority women. Is that's the problem I'm saying here? Like we need 
Well, not we. They need little girls looking up to be to WNBA players. Like I know there's some out there, like woman hoopers, but I don't feel like it's enough to carry a league on or for them to get raises or to even bring in more revenue. We need those seats filled in. Like the seats aren't full ever. Like the the Atlanta Dream last season will play half of their games, maybe even all their games at Georgia Tech because there was renovation going on to the Hawks Arena. Phillips uh Phillips Arena, not called State Farm Arena. Since there was renovations going on, what ended up happening was they played their game at Georgia Tech. So they weren't even filling up Georgia Tech's arena. You know, you know what's even more sad? Cop the UConn woman. I'm pretty sure the UConn women's basketball team makes more money um, and brings in more revenue than the entire WNBA. UConn women do not lose. Their games are sold out everywhere they go. They're just a dominant team. And. I just I know their games like I I just have a high feeling that they're bringing in more revenue than the WNBA. Another thing, another problem wrong with the WNBA, they don't play enough games. They play about 32, 33 games, and then the playoffs they may play like an extra six or seven. Like that's that's nowhere near enough games. And to be honest. College play the same amount of games. In no other league, it's like that. In every other league, the pros play way more games than the amateurs. And that's just how things should go. And that's because you're getting paid at this point to do something. You're full-time, you know. Uh, excuse me. I'm um, getting cough drops because, like I said, I'm sick a little bit. But, yeah, the pros should – Play way more games because you're way more dedicated to the sport. While college athletes, collegiate athletes, shall I say, they aren't dedicated. Well, they're dedicated, but they still have classes and things to go to along with the life to live. And that, like, I feel like it's just highly unacceptable for the WNBA to only play 30-something games a season. I don't know. That league just needs help. Hopefully, they can come back from this lockout. I really can't wait till we get more women players that start to play like the men with better handles, better passes, more athleticism. You're taller, faster, quicker, stronger. I, I can't I can't wait till we get those players in the league. Like Brittany Griner, I think she has like the career for dunks. And so like the career high for like most dunks. So since we getting more players of her caliber just more athletic, more talented. You get what I'm saying? Like, once those players start to roll in the league, once they start graduating high school, college, middle school, whatever, they, wherever they're coming from, whatever age they are, then we're going to have a better WNBA. And that's just my take on that. Next on the list, I don't even have a list. Everything is just off top this week. I've been so busy, so tired. Having fun though. I've been having a lot of fun. Um so yeah, next on the list. Over the past few days, 
I've been watching Titans. Now, if you don't know what Titans is or are, who the Titans are, it is a live action. I don't know. First off, let's start with this. I don't know why we keep doing everything live action. Everything does not need to be live action. Can we appreciate animated in animation? Just let's appreciate animation. Like I'm not a fan of Disney live acting every single one of their movies. Like I'd rather get new IPs. Like Frozen was a new IP. Big Hero Six was a new IP. Things like that. Don't give me the old movies from the '90s and the '80s just remade. Like I know what Lion King is. I know what Beauty and the Beast is. I know these stories. I've seen the Jungle Book. I've seen Tarzan. And the thing is, I I haven't seen any. Like I didn't really see the Beauty and the Beast. I did see Jungle Book. And for the most part, it was the same exact movie from the cartoon. And that's the vibe that I'm getting from The Lion King. And I don't have the urge to see it. I know I may be one of the only people who feel this way, but I'm just I'm just not a fan of live action remakes. Like, let's just leave things. I'm a fan of new IPs. Give us something new, okay? not remakes and i feel like that about all movies give us something new like i think they said about the reboot pirates of the caribbean like look i love disney but that's just not it like we just finished the series just let, let's close it out and just let's appreciate those movies for what they were now if you want to give us prequels that's different or if you want to give us something like years later of a different storyline that's also different but don't remake the same movies that we already had and have us try to fall in love with a new jack sparrow no johnny depp is the face of jack sparrow and he cannot be remade and that's just how i feel about that that's just a character and we grew up in love like almost like tony stark like it's too late to replace tony stark at this point from robert downey jr so if they was to try to like read like if the MCU ever died down, they want to just reboot it, I would just not be a fan of it. Or if they wanted to reboot Fast and the Furious, not make sequels, not continuously make sequels that we don't need anymore. But they wanted to reboot Fast and Furious, I would not be a fan of that. Like giving us like the same names of the characters, but just new faces, it's just not what we need. So back to my original topic. Uh Titans. It is Teen Titans live action. It does not consist of all five Teen Titans. Cyborg is not a member. The Robin that we have. All right, let's 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 break this down. Okay, so the era that this Robin is in, because we have Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson is playing Robin. Now, if you don't know, there are multiple different Robins. The latest Robin which is currently the son of Batman is I think Damian Wayne. That's Damian, but we're not there yet. So the current Robin is Dick Grayson. And at this point in his life, he's left Batman to become Nightwing, right? Now he doesn't know it's, it's the stage between Robin and Nightwing. That's the, that's the period he's in. He has yet to become Nightwing, but he's left Bruce Wayne in Batman like he doesn't know he no longer lives in Gotham he's like completely done now 
there is it's been a year it's been a year since he's left Bruce Wayne now there is a different there's a new Robin which is Jason Todd the next Robin in line of the storyline if any of you know DC Comics so yeah he's the next Robin in line he's now active he's a part of the story and so I just want to get my review on this real quick like the entire show so that's what we're talking about but um well Robin Robin is a cop and he runs into Raven who she looks more like an emo girl Starfire is black with like reddish hair which I feel like she should be Asian and what else do we have in that show oh Beast Boy we have Beast Boy now the show starts off pretty bad I'm not gonna lie to you but this is how we're gonna do this all right so when it comes to knowing anything about DC Comics and what that show stands for or Teen Titans and what that stands for what you must first do is remove any and every previous knowledge that you have of these characters and like you don't have to completely remove it like you still have to know like a little bit of background information that's just like general knowledge of what these characters are and who they are but like whatever story that you have for them before you might as well throw that out whatever relationships and certain things and like feelings that you had towards these characters you might as well throw that out it's nowhere near the same now that's if you're willing to enjoy the show for what it is. Now, as a as a comic book fan, the show is trash. I'm just gonna blatantly say that. Like, I really do think that it is bad, but that's just my opinion. But like, for watching it as a show, for it is what it is, I think it's real dope. Like, I think it's really dope. I like the fact that. There's a like you never know what's going what's going to happen. You see multiple different types of heroes. We get oh shoot, we get I think her name is Wonder Girl, like Wonder Woman sidekick. I didn't even know she existed, and she has like a lasso of truth. Is dope. Like she's an Amazon, but yeah, we got Wonder Girl in there as well. She doesn't pop up as later in the season. You get a, a plethora of heroes. Of who are learning their abilities and who don't know what their abilities are, to be exact, especially Raven and Starfire, and I, I see like them gelling together and coming together. It's pretty dope. I really wish that Starfire was Asian. I really wish that she wasn't completely blind to her past. Like I don't ever remember Starfire not knowing who she was, and the person they have, she, she, like the person she is on the show, is just. Eh, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, what else? Uh, I'm glad Robin is the most mature out of all of them, as he normally always is. I'm glad it's not. I really wish there were teen titans. The only ones that are teens are Beast Boy and Raven. My problem with Beast Boy is that he only turns into a tiger. Like, the Beast Boy that I knew, or I know, can turn into multiple different animals, which is why he was called Beast Boy. Like he 
could turn into different types of beasts. But the fact that he can only turn into a tiger is very, very, like, boring and it gets old quick. Like, yeah, it makes for some dope visuals every now and then, but it gets old really, really quick. The villain, I don't even know if I can say the villains are the good guys. But, I don't know, like, midway through the season, towards the end of the season, it takes this weird, awkward turn when it comes to Raven and her family. If you guys don't know, I think Raven's father is the devil or something like that. And it's just this weird turn at the end. And it leaves us on a huge cliffhanger for season two. For those who must know, you do see Batman once, I believe. Once or twice. You do end up seeing Batman. But he's not the same Batman that we know and love. I don't know. It's just a weird, dark, twisted turn in the DC Universe. And I want to... It's, it's better than their latest movies they've been dropping. Which is not saying much. But I, I haven't seen Iron Man. I mean, not Iron Man. Aquaman. So I'll probably see that sometime next week. I'll probably see Aquaman and New Spider-Man next week. And probably get my reviews on those. And so, yeah, I think... Titans is something everybody should check out. I do not advise you to check it out on DC Universe's streaming service. I don't even know who DC think they are to even like come like come out with a streaming service, but they don't have enough content on that on that service. Nor is it entertaining enough. Nor are their shows good enough. I am ready for Young Justice. Like when Young Justice comes back, I'm going to be very excited. But until then, eh, not not paying for that. I watch Titans. Because it's technically exclusive on the DC streaming service unless you live in another country and use a different country's Netflix. But in America, it's yeah strictly on DC streaming services. So I watch mine on Kodi, like the Kodi app. Um, I have Kodi on my Xbox, which is pretty dope. A lot of you have it on your Fire Sticks or maybe it's just your laptop or whatever. Whatever you watch your shows at, your illegal TV shows or movies and whatnot, watch it on there. Please do. Don't pay for it. Um, which since we're on the topic of DC, I'm a um part of the C. They call it the Arrowverse because Arrow was the first show. But on the CW, there's four shows. I don't, I don't even know if it's still four. You have Arrow, which is the Green Arrow. You have Flash. You have Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. I don't think that show exists anymore. You also have Black Lightning, and I, let's talk about that one first, okay. I, I started watching Black Lightning originally, season one last year, and it started off pretty dope or whatever, like I was messing with it, but I just can't deal with the pandering, like, they pander so much to black people, and that's annoying, and when I say pander to black people, it's not regular black, it's, it's white people pandering to black type. Like, every time it went on commercial or came from commercial, they were rapping. Like, it was like a rap song type thing that led it into a commercial every single time. Like, that was the corniest thing. Uh, he was a hero to the hood. Like, it it was just, oh my goodness. It was, I, I, it was so cliche. That's really why I couldn't watch it. But... The other shows, you have Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow. These are bad shows, okay? And these are really, really bad shows. There's bad acting. 
they they don't fire people. Well, the Flash doesn't fire people. They just bring them back from a different universe. Um, I think these are really, really bad shows. I'll never tell anybody otherwise. But the thing is, these shows are dope shows because the story that they tell, I think they're bad because they're on the CW. They have a great story. Like, Flash, uh, like Flash season one and two, some of the most amazing stuff you ever watch. And when I say they're bad shows, I just mean like the acting is bad and some episodes are just cliche and pointless and whatnot. It's a lot of filler or whatever. It's not Titans bad, but it's, it's eh, let me stop saying bad. It's, it's a, I, I think they're a dope series. I ended up watching Supergirl earlier this year. Before, I wouldn't watch it because it, was, it just seemed boring to me. But, like, once I started watching Supergirl more and her villains started becoming dope, I started seeing more Kryptonians. She ended up having a few fights with Superman. Superman started to appear more. I just thought that was just dope in general. When it comes to The Flash, every season's a different speedster, but it's very, like, Flash villains are, like, whack. Like, that's the wackest part of Flash. It's just the storyline gets you like wondering like a lot um arrow is the best out of all of them like if you watch arrow season one and then watch arrow now and like just things he's been through he's been mayor he's been to jail he's been to russia like man arrow has completely changed like his parents died his sister left he had a sister He's had different sidekicks. He's had people switch on him. He, like, oh my goodness. Like, Arrow is such an amazing show. It features play, people like Rajah Ghoul and everything. Like, I, I could go on and on about Arrow, but I advise people to check the CW Arrowverse out. Right now, they're on a break, so I think it's a great time to catch up. I'm really just talking TV shows. Some on TV shows. Gotham is coming back soon for the final season. Oh my goodness! I really wish Gotham would like stay on a little bit longer, but it's like it's a prequel to Batman. So it's like everything going on in Gotham before Bruce Wayne with Batman. Even though Bruce Wayne is heavily in the show, and you see him like put on like a Batman like suit. You see Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman and Bruce become best friends. You see the things that the Penguin is doing. Cause like we know the Penguin as this mob boss, but like you don't see his grind to become the mob boss. You see a, a character named Jerome who gives us like the best Joker Heath Ledger feeling ever. Like, oh man, um, the Riddler. The Riddler does a great job. Who, Edward Nigma, like the person who plays him, does an amazing job. You see Solomon Grundy, how he becomes Solomon Grundy. It's just, a backstory to everything going on in Gotham before Batman shows up. And I think it's just such an amazing show. You see Commissioner Gordon as just a cop. Like, he was just originally a cop, and he's just working these cases of freak show Gotham. And that's just the best part about this show, just things going on episode by episode. And it just keeps you on your toes. You never know what's going to happen. People die. People come back to life. It takes weird twists and turns. Like... Oh my, it's, I think it's the best thing DC has created since the Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, that's what they call it. But I think Gotham is better than the Dark Knight trilogy, which is scary because 
the Dark Knight trilogy is so so good. Is that all DC shows I watch? I think so. That that's enough DC. Let's go to Marvel. Let's flip things to Marvel side. First, um, let's start by saying, if you didn't notice, Infinity War is on Netflix. If you want to see that movie for the billionth time, because a lot of us watched it multiple times while it's in theaters, it is on Netflix. I ended up watching it today when it came out on Netflix, and I skipped past a lot of parts that I really didn't care about. I really wanted to see the action scenes more often. Um, I still like that movie. It's just, when it comes to movies like that, you, can't, you don't have any replayability, because... Infinity War was made based off of suspense. Like, you didn't know what was going to happen. But now, like, once you've seen it and you know what's going to happen, it's not any replayability for me for that movie. It's like, when you watch it, you the second, third time you're watching it, you're just watching it for, like, keys and gems and, like, little hints and Easter eggs. That's really it. But besides that, like, it's hard for me to watch that again. I watched Iron Man 3 the other day, and that was... Oh my goodness, it's a good movie. I really want to watch Iron Man 2 again. I want to go back and watch um, the first and second Thor because I don't remember those movies too much. And probably the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I think I need to go ahead and revisit. But uh, if you ask me, the best Marvel movie thus far in the MCU is hands down no other than Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Bucky and Cap have some amazing fights in that movie. Uh, Samuel go through some amazing things in that movie. I think that movie just tells the best story possible. So, yeah, you must, if you haven't seen that one, go check that out. I think you should just binge watch all of the movies that Marvel has coming out soon. Uh, I think, what, Captain Marvel comes out next year? And Avengers Endgame? I think that's it. That's all that's confirmed to my knowledge. I don't really remember what else comes out next year. I know there's a new Spider-Man coming. Maybe Spider-Man comes out next year. I know. Maybe, ho hopefully we'll get these X-Men movies next year. I'm not even, like, supposed to be talking about, like, my goal when I came to Marvel when he was supposed to be talking about, like, movies. It's more so TV shows. And so TV shows, Marvel-wise, let's talk about, um... What are the shows out that I watch? I watch The Gifted and I watch The Runaways. Now, neither one of these are part of the MCU, to my knowledge. The Gifted takes place like, I, I believe, 15 years after Logan. Okay, now you have the mutants on the run and you have like these special mutants that can really control the world. Like, it's a dope show. I think I'm a few episodes behind. And then The Runaways Season 2 started. And I have yet to even watch it yet. The Runaways is about six kids whose parents are in the secret cult. And the kids have, like, different abilities. Like, one can talk to animals. She has, like, a pet dinosaur. Another one can, like, shoot laser beams. I think one can fly. It's just really dope. Like, I think y'all should check that out. I th think it's only on Hulu. Yes, yeah, a Hulu exclusive. So if you have Hulu, a lot of you have Hulu with your Sprint plans or your Spotify plans or whatever. A lot of you have Hulu. So if you have Hulu, go check it out. If you don't have Hulu, then use a Kodi app or a Fire Stick like you would do for any other thing. So yeah, go check out. It's called Runaways. 
I will be putting that in the description. I will be putting all the Arrowverse. I put every show I've named and mentioned in the description. So yeah, so it won't be hard for you. Um, I think is there any more shows I watch? Oh, when it comes to Marvel Netflix shows that have been canceled. If you don't know this already, you have Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Those were canceled first. And recently, Daredevil was canceled. Now, Daredevil being canceled surprised any and everybody for the most part because Daredevil was such a good show that we thought Netflix would let it go. But now I'm thinking it's more so doing with Disney, Marvel, and Netflix. They're like collaborations because Disney is coming out with their own streaming service next year which is going to be some of the most amazing content ever. Disney's coming out with their own streaming service next year so I think they want to hold Daredevil for themselves so I think they're just going to put everybody on hold bring the show back on Disney streaming service since to take money away from Netflix Netflix now is streaming away from all of these networks because a lot of these networks are starting to try to create their own streaming service to compete with Netflix, which is really going against the purpose of Netflix in itself. The purpose of Netflix was to have all of these networks shows we could watch in one place, but now Netflix is not wanting to pay for these shows. You get what I'm saying? So since Netflix is not paying for these shows, or a lot of these companies are backing out of their deals with Netflix once their, their contracts are over, now we're going to just be reliving... We're, we're going to be living off of Netflix original content, which isn't bad. I um I pretty do I pretty much like most Netflix original content, but it's still nice and cool to have the Boondocks and Family Guy on Netflix and all in one place where I can enjoy it. And if you didn't know, those shows are off of Netflix. Like, oh my goodness, I think that hurts me a lot that I can't watch Family Guy on Netflix anymore. But we still have The Office. So yeah, Luke Cage and Iron Fist were canceled first because those were terrible shows. Iron Fist was canceled within like a week after season two came out. Oh, Iron Fist is such such a bad show. Luke Cage is a bad show, but black people liked it because they they had a black hero. And I'm just tired of like people saying Luke Cage, black hero, Black Panther, black hero. Look, we had Blade and Hancock. So... Like, y'all can really chill. I'd rather watch Blade or Hancock before I watch Black Panther or Luke Cage. Luke Cage was so, 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 so bad. So, so, so bad that I didn't finish season one, nor did I watch season two. I did see that there was a clip that on season two where Luke Cage dabbed, like the dance dab, and I also found out he tried out for the New York Jets, like, like, what are they doing over there in those studios with Luke Cage and Iron Fist? Like, I don't know who's writing that stuff, but it's so bad. I hear Jessica Jones is dope, but I have yet to. It's hard for me to get into these women shows, not to sound sexist, but it's just, it is what it is. And then The Punisher, I hear is dope, but I just, I don't know, it starts off too slow for me. And I think season two of The Punisher is coming soon if it's not already out. And so, yeah, The Punisher had a huge following as well. So, Jessica Jones, The Punisher are the only two shows that remain out of the MCU's Netflix. But I think those two shows will be getting canceled soon as well. 
due to the simple fact that Disney, like I said, will have their own streaming service. Now, a show that is rumored to be on Disney's streaming service is Bucky and Falcon. What you, um, what a lot of you don't know is after Endgame, a lot of these Avenger characters are done. We're going to be getting the new Avengers. So it's going to consist of people like, um, I think I think Black Panther is going to be a lead. We're going to have people like Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, like some more of the newer characters, Ant-Man, more of the newer characters, and Captain Marvel, yeah that got their own solo movies they're going to be like the new avengers while people like robert downey jr and thor and i think it's chris hemsworth and chris evans thor and uh captain america they're going to be taking the back seat because i don't know why i think that a lot of them said they're tired of doing these movies they've been playing these characters for about 10 years 10 11 years and so i can understand but yeah, they're going to be taking a back seat and they won't necessarily be dying. They won't be killed off, but they won't be appearing as much in movies. I think they're going to do it a certain way where they're going to write them into a peaceful era. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, hopefully uh, this new MCU, I think... They call it like phase four, phase five. I don't even know. I don't even understand. But hopefully the Russo brothers know what they're doing out here. And we get a adult movie. The Guardians of the Galaxy might not we might not get another one of those due to the director being a pedophile and a character like Batista who plays um Drax, which is an expendable character. He's really not that funny or entertaining. Like we could live without Drax. Like people like him, like saying that we he doesn't want to do the movie, he doesn't want to do the next Guardians movie if the director, I think James Gunn, isn't in it, which is very, very weird how he's standing up for the pedophile. But that's none of my business, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how I ended up talking about uh comic books and comic movies and TV shows for like the past what 20 minutes but I think it's dope um, that's something I'm very interested in something I'm very excited for I think that's pretty dope for 2019 uh, last week I told you my resolutions and I don't think I have anything else for 2019 besides I really just want to have a lot of guests on my show a lot of guests like at least 12 which mean be like once a month and i know a lot of people uh who well i can sit and really just have regular conversation like i do to myself on this show but i can just have regular conversation we just talk about any and everything and that'd be dope i want to talk more about feelings and love and relationships and uh, more so than just sports and video games and entertainment every other week. I want to talk about books. I think I want to read some more books more. And I want to do more reviews. So I, I will be reviewing more shows. I may review The Runaway Season 2. I may review everything, everything that comes out that I end up watching. Uh, I did watch some of Birds, I, Birds, something, whatever that Birds movie that people keep talking about with the blindfold on I think Netflix but 
I mean, I didn't finish it. It wasn't that interesting to me. I don't find the same things interesting as most people, which is, I think, a good thing and a bad thing. I do watch Neo Yokio. Go check out that Christmas special. It's a show about nothing, but it's about something. You can grab your grasp your own concepts about it. It's an anime with Jaden Smith as the main character on Netflix. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to be wrapping this episode up because I am getting tired. My throat is starting to hurt. And I need some sleep and some rest. So, I'm probably going to end up watching The Office, which is one of the greatest shows ever. Ever, ever, ever. I'm going to end up watching The Office and KOing. And, uh... That's about it for this episode. Y'all have a blessed week. I'll be back next week with a few more topics to discuss. And leave me some suggestions or anything you want me to talk about. And I will be gladly, I will gladly speak on them and get back to you. And uh, probably I will be doing a Q&A soon. Um, just have questions and answers. Probably take like three, four questions a week. Just so I can have... I don't know, I just want to hear what you guys want to hear me speak on. People like my opinion. People like, well, I don't know if people like my opinions. That's crazy. People like hearing my opinion on wild things or regular things and me turning them into wild things. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Y'all have a nice week. Y'all have a nice life and have a happy new year. And I pray 2019 be blessed for you.